released our first YouTube Shorts video on our channel, so be sure to check it out. We'll be posting YouTube Shorts every Sunday and Wednesday from segments of our interviews, as well as interesting segments from our podcast episodes. Let us know if you guys enjoy these shorter videos by leaving a like, subscribing, and sharing. Thanks. It's Aro, and this is Arv, and welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. You guys saw all the topics and segments we're going to be covering in this episode, in the title, but we're going to kick off starting by talking about Sergio Aguero signing with FC Barcelona after leaving Manchester City. Yeah, so like you said, Aguero agreed to join Barca on a two-year contract. He Aguero is really, really good. And he's vastly underrated. I think that I mean Aguero really there you like he's just great. He's it's hard to define how good Barca's gonna be after this if they keep Messi. I think they'll be one of the best teams ever for Barca. And to think that they just got Aguero, which is I would say Aguero's a top fifty player in the world. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. To get a top 50 player in the world, and to have a top 3 player in the world, I think you'd agree with that as well. No, I think Messi's top 5, not 3 anymore, because of his age. Okay, so top 5 in the world, top 50 in the world, and I'm not even including, I'm, that's just two players. Not, you're not even including Griezmann, uh, Dembele, um, and then Dest, you're not including any of them too, so. Yeah, I, all I'm saying is that this team is really, really crazy. And I think they're vastly underrated, and they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think... So, Sergio Aguero is leaving Manchester City at the end of June. That's when Barcelona's deal will be final. Because right now, he is still on um, Manchester City. And he uh, Barcelona does not want to pay the transfer fee at the moment. So, they're just going to wait one more month until, for Sergio Aguero to come to Barcelona. But... I, Messi is really, really good friends with Sergio Aguero, so I think this is part of the deal oh, okay, to get yeah. Messi back, to keep Messi, because we all know the deal, what's happening with Messi and what, what has been happening. Um, check out that episode if you guys haven't already. Um, it's in the top right corner if you're listening on YouTube. But the, Sergio Aguero, a very, very good player, and to pair him with Messi, I think the main reason, like I just said, is to keep Messi at Barcelona. And Aguero's a great player. Messi won't have to do everything. Messi, oh, speaking of which, Messi actually is the all-time leading scorer for Barcelona now. Um, and he did it in style, so congratulations to him. But Messi won't have to do anything anymore. Sergio Aguero will help Griezmann. Will, I think Griezmann will prosper more because Sergio Aguero. But Sergio Aguero is 33 years old. so Or he's 32. He'll be 33 when the next season starts. So I think the, this is like a short-term deal. That's why it's two years. And then it's sort of to keep Messi for the last two or three years that they are. It, it's sort of to keep them two together for their last couple years um, in playing soccer and at Barcelona. But I, like I just said, mainly to keep Barcelona. I mean, mainly to keep Messi happy. But Mess, the thing is, if somehow if something happens where Messi retires early, Sergio Aguero can be that bridge person that like that is their striker for the next two years or next three years or 
maybe even just one year before they get another one. And being a which Barcelona is also closing in on signing Memphis Depay, which would also be a very, very good deal for them. But it's all about keeping Messi right now and then the heir to Messi and trying to find the heir to Messi. But Sergio Dest looks like he could be it. Yeah, he looks like he could be it, but I don't think right now. I think they want someone to sort of mentor him, not exactly mentor him, but sort of something like that process. And Sergio Aguero right now is able to do that, and he's also able to prosper for the two years where he is playing at a high level with Messi and where Messi is also playing at a high level. Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship um, this week, and he had an un six under par, which was absolutely insane. He's the oldest player to ever win the PGA tournament or PGA Championship at 50 years old, and he won 2.16 million dollars. Arsh, talk about this a little bit. Okay, so Phil Mickelson last time, last week when we were talking, he wasn't winning. He wasn't first. He wasn't even in the top five. I don't think. Yeah, and then he just had a huge comeback, and he didn't even play perfect, but he played well enough to win this championship. Uh, I think it was disappointing for Hideki Matsuyama. He was in the top three at one point. Exactly. And, and then he ended up tied for 23rd. And Yeah, exactly. You're exactly saying what I'm about yeah, to I say. Know. He literally won the Masters, so he's proving that he's a good golf player. And he tied for 23rd after getting, after like, I think he was at three, like you said. That I, I would have to think that that's pretty, like, he wouldn't, he would think that's very disappointing. And I just think that Phil Mickelson didn't even have to play perfect to win this game. But, I mean, this tournament. And he didn't play perfect, but he still won because no one else played better than he did. And although he didn't play perfect, I keep saying that. But he did play stellar, so... Yeah, he had 6-under, which was not bad. Matsuyama had 10-under when he won. Granted, the Masters is a different course than the PGA Championship, but still, they're both pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm just going to highlight some of the rankings. It was... Phil Mickelson was first. Um, Luis Ostusian, who was actually first at the time of our uh, podcast recording last week, he ended up tied for second with Brooks Kopika, who I thought Brooks Kopika was going to win. He was first at one point. And then um, Padre Carrington and Shane Lowry rounded out the top five. And Harry Higgs from, you know, from the U.S. was six. But they were all tied for four um, at a two under. So this was overall a very, very good competition. I'm just surprised at how high some of the ratings got. Like, for example, um, Patrick Reed um, went even. And like you, like you mentioned, Hideki Matsuyama went one over. Jordan Spieth went two over. And... Um, Dustin Johnson didn't even qualify. Or no, Dustin Johnson actually lost in the, while this was going on. They, he got cut. So there was a bunch of very, very good players that didn't make the cut. And then a lot of very, very good players that didn't perform at the level that we expected them to. But it doesn't take anything away from Phil Mickelson being 50 years old winning this. That's just an insane honor. It's sort of like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. But they're not exactly equivalent. But it's still an amazing achievement, and I think Phil Mickelson finally got his last win. I don't think he's going to get any more wins, but he's still a very, very good player, and we hope to see him get more success in the future. But congratulations to him on this win. The NBA playoffs started, and we're going to make our predictions for who's going to win, who's going to lose, and basically what's
that's just going to happen. Yeah, so as of right now, there's been a couple games that have already taken place. Utah, the one seed in the West, and Philly, the one seed in the East, are obviously the one seeds. And Philly's playing Washington right now. Philly leads 2-0. I'm going to pick Philly just because of that. If it was before the series, I still would have picked Philly because of the way Joel Embiid is playing and Ben Simmons, how dominant he is this season. Um, moving to the next game, the Knicks versus the Hawks. I'm going to say that the Knicks are going to come out of this. Just R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle are absolutely carrying this team. Obi Topin is uh, proving to show up a little bit. And I don't think Trey Young is going to be able to carry this team just with Clint Capella. Um, moving next, the Milwaukee Bucks versus um, Miami. That series is 3-0. Um, I, I think Milwaukee's going to win this. There's no way that, um, that Miami comes from a 3-0 deficit. And then Boston, Brooklyn. Boston is very shorthanded. I'm just going to have to go with Brooklyn, especially with the powerhouse they are. Um, uh, continuing on, that leaves Philly versus the Knicks. I think Philly will come out of this because Joel Embiid, the caliber he's playing at this season. And then Milwaukee versus the Nets. I think that the Nets will come out of this. Milwaukee has a playoff curse, essentially, where they can never win. And I think that continues with this super team of KD, Kyrie, and Harden beating them. That leaves Philly and the Nets in the finals, and I'm gonna—I mean, in the um, com in the conference finals—and I'm gonna say that Brooklyn makes it to the finals because of that super team. I think they're absolutely incredible, and James Harden's assists and his passing is unmatched, it, and then his scoring is an added plus for him. Um, the, and then going to the Western Conference, Utah versus Memphis—it's tied one-one. Surprisingly, I'm gonna go with Utah because Donovan Mitchell's back. I think they're extremely good, and Rudy Gobert. I think he should win Defensive Player of the Year for a third time in a row. Um, and then the Lakers—I mean, not Lakers—the Clippers versus the Mavericks. Luka's playing lights out right now. I'm gonna go with the Mavericks. They're leading 2-0. Kawhi and Paul George just have not been able to get it done in the playoffs, and I think. I think Luca will be able to do this. Speaking of which, Patrick Mahomes was actually at Luca's game, which was pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, and then Denver versus Portland. I think Portland is Portland's down two one. I think they're going to end up winning this. Um, Jamal Murray and um, Nikola Jokic are a very very good duo, but Damian Lillard is unstoppable. Nurkic is a very very good plus. And and even though they even though the Nuggets have uh, Aaron Gordon, I think the Trailblazers come out of this. And then Phoenix versus the Lakers. Phoenix is down 2-1, but I think they come out of this just because even though LeBron and AD are there right now and are playing very well right now, I think that Devin Booker and Chris Paul will be able to make it out. And that leaves the Suns versus the uh, Nuggets. I'm going to take this. Or Suns versus the Trailblazers. I'm going to take the Suns. And then Mavericks versus the Jazz. I'm going to take the Mavericks, actually. And then the Conference Finals. Um, that leaves the Suns versus the Mavericks. I have the Suns making it to the finals. So Suns versus Nets, and I think this will be a close one, but I think the Nets win because of their three super, their super team of their top three players. Okay, so I'm going to start with the Western Conference. Utah versus Memphis. I think it's going to be Utah. And then, uh, this, then it's going to be the Clippers versus the Mavericks. I'm actually going to choose the Mavericks, like you said, because they're leading 2-0. I might, I, I'm saying might, I'm admitting to it, I might have picked the Clippers, but I just don't think it's going to happen anymore. Now, I'm going to move on to the Trailblazers versus the Nuggets. I'm going to go with the Trailblazers. You just can't argue with Damian Lillard, even, the, even though the 
I, I said I agreed with this, but even though they have Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon, yeah, I, still, I mean, I don't think Jamal Murray's playing, but even still, no, I just don't think it's going to happen with the stacked team that the Trailblazers have. They weren't able to guard Damian Lillard, but then when they put Aaron Gordon on him, it shut. they shut down Damian Lillard. So you think if they if they keep Aaron Gordon on him, the, the Trailblazers will still win the series? Yeah, I still think it's... I, I'm saying, I think that Damian Lillard is going to wreck the uh, the Nuggets in this series. Okay, moving on, uh, it's the Lakers versus Phoenix, and I'm going to go with uh, Phoenix here. I already predicted that at the beginning of the season that Devin Booker should be the MVP. Unfortunately, I was wrong on that part, but he is playing like an MVP in the playoffs right now, even though he got ejected uh, yesterday. That was in the last second. That really matters. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, anyway, I just don't think that the way that uh, everything's happening right now, I think those are the teams that are going to do it in uh, the East, I mean the West. Now, moving on to the East. Wait, wait, wait. What about the semis and the, the conference semis and the conference finals? Okay, yeah. So, for the, since I picked, it's going to be Utah versus Dallas. I'm going to go with Utah there. Uh, I just don't think that Dallas is going to have an answer for uh, the Spida. And for uh, Portland versus Phoenix, I'm going to go with... That one's hard. Now that I think of it, that one's pretty hard. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with my gut, which is Phoenix. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Um, then in the conference finals, I would have um, Phoenix versus Utah. And I'm going to go with... Probably Utah. Utah making it to the final? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then your Eastern Conference? So my Eastern Conference, Philly versus Washington. It's going to be Philly. Uh, Atlanta versus Knicks. I, I'm cheering for the Knicks, but Atlanta just looks too good to be true. I mean, the Knicks look too good to be true. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. Uh, Milwaukee versus Miami. I'm going to choose Milwaukee. And then... Uh, Nets versus Celtics. Your Celtics. I hate to say it, but Nets, yeah. Yeah, Nets. And then uh, for the conference semis, I have uh, Philly versus Atlanta going with Philly, and Milwaukee versus uh, Boston is going Brooklyn, with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, sorry, Brooklyn. Going with Brooklyn. Then it's Brooklyn versus Philly, and I'm going to choose Brooklyn. So my finals are the Jazz versus the Nets, and I'm probably going to choose if you, the Nets to win. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was I I thought if you were gonna have the Jazz go all the way to the finals and win it, that would be absolutely insane. But I agree with you there. Nets win it. Um, but I don't think Spida will be able to go past the um past the uh what in the conference semis. I don't think he'll be able to go past the Mavericks. But we'll see. Let us know your guys' predictions for the finals and who wins the finals in the comment section or in the review section, and we'll make sure to give our thoughts on it. Now, there's been a lot of drama with Julio Jones and the Falcons, especially after the Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts. But, Arsh, where do you think Julio Jones will go if he doesn't stay in Atlanta? I think that he's going to end up probably with the Patriots. I think that, like, if he ends up with the Patriots, it's because Bill Belichick is trying to get good wide receivers finally, and that's exactly what they're going to try and do, get Julio Jones arguably the best wide receiver. I wouldn't say that, but some people might. Uh, so, 
to get Julio Jones would be huge for them. It would help them out so bit. And their offense would be so much better. And I don't think there's any limit to what, like, obviously a limit to what they'd offer. But figuratively speaking, they'd give up a lot to get him after everything he's done. Even against the Patriots, he's done so much to ruin what they wanted to do. And now they might even get him. Not to mention, in like, even in the Super Bowl, even yeah. though they had Tom Brady still. He yeah. wrecked the game in the beginning. Exactly. So that's why I think that the Patriots are going to get it. Um, all the other teams might be able to get it, but my biggest people to get it is the Patriots. Um, I don't agree with you there. I think he either goes to the Titans or the Packers. I'll explain why later. But starting right now, the Falcons actually have already been in trade talks for Julio Jones because their salary cap cannot fit um, having him. And uh, according to um, ESPN's Din, uh, D- Diana Rossini, they actually the Falcons actually have an offer of a future first-round pick. So some teams are actually valuing Julio Jones right now, which... Uh, which obviously that's what we're talking about right now. Um, and Julio Jones is the uh, the Falcons' all-time reception leader, and he actually requested a trade in March. And um, on the Skip and Shan- on Skip and Shannon Undisputed, um, he uh, Shannon Sharp actually called Julio Jones, and uh, he was like, oh, "Yeah, I'm out of Atlanta, and I don't think there's any hope of him coming back." I say Tennessee. Um, start. I I think he'll go to Tennessee more than the Packers because well, first. Ryan Tannehill, it, it would be. You mean Patriots? No, I think I mean Titans. No, you said more than the Packers. Oh, yeah, I mean Packers. I I thought I oh, think it'll okay, go yeah, Packers yeah, or yeah. Titans because well, first Ryan Tannehill is a very very good quarterback, quarterback, very smart quarterback, and having another wide receiver besides AJ Brown will help. I think they'll easily make it to where they did against the Chiefs uh, two years ago, where they made it to the. Um, all the way, almost to the Super Bowl, one game away from the Super Bowl. Um, also, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown expressed interest in Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown actually made a TikTok about why Julio Jones should be on their team and the reasons why. So I think he'll easily go there. It would expand Derrick Henry's game so much. Julio Jones would be so explosive, and I think it would help them get the jump of, of the multiple players that are in their prime right now. Adding Julio Jones will help them make that jump. Yeah, and having one of the best running backs... And I would say the best running back and one of the best wide receivers would be great for the Titans. Especially Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and they could have a really good future ahead of them. Yeah, and then I think he can also go, Julio Jones can um, also go to the Packers due to the fact that the Packers are obviously trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know how, this is discussing where he should go best. Not where I don't he think the Packers want to get him. Yeah, I know. I'll go into that in a little bit, but this is we're talking about where he should go, not talking about salary cap or where he actually fits. We're just talking about where he should go. No, we're talking about where he, where you think he will. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So we we say pack. I say Packers because even though the Packers are trying to keep Aaron Rodgers, they haven't expressed that much interest in Julio Jones. But having Julio Jones there will definitely, I think, make Aaron Rodgers want to stay. Pair him with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. That's unstoppable. I think they'll be able to get over the hump of constantly losing in the conference championship. But you never know. The Packers seem to seem allergic to getting Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver. So as of right now, those are our predictions. But we'll see. There could e- something could easily easily change, and then another team could. It depends on 
obviously depending on what the Falcons get back. And they already have Calvin Ridley, who Arch said is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And didn't you say you said he was and the they number drafted, two? They drafted Kyle Pitts. Well, you said he's the number two wide receiver in the NFL during the season, right? You yes, and I still believe that. Yeah. So he's the end point is that he's. I think he's just outside the top ten, maybe in the top ten. But he's a very, very good wide receiver. Kyle Pitts, who we talked about a little bit, um, our video on that is in the top right corner. If you're listening on YouTube, um, we talked about a little bit. He's very, very explosive. Arguably better than Gronk and Air or Gronk and. Tony Gonzalez in terms of potential after getting drafted. So we'll see what happens. But right now, I think those I think Julio Jones goes to the Titans or the Packers. And Arsh, you said where does he go? I think that he's going to go to the Patriots. Why? Just so that they can get over the hump of losing Tom Brady? Yeah, I they've expressed a lot of interest. Yeah, uh, that's where multiple rumors have said. But I think that ruins Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton, since they don't have a capable quarterback, I know they have Matt Jones, but... I, they better start Mac Jones if they get Julio Jones because if they start Cam Newton, Julio Jones will be wasting his last few years due to the fact that Cam Newton can't even throw the ball that far. So I would, I would say I wouldn't say that. I would, well, I, well, it would just I think it would. Cam still, Newton used to be an MVP. Yeah, but I'm just saying I still think it would waste his years there. But you never know. There's been a lot of interest with him going to the Patriots as of late. Simone Biles made history with the Yurchenko double pipe vault in the return to competition at the U.S. Classic. Yeah, like you said, Simone Biles made history. She was the first uh, woman to in a gymnastics competition to perform this move. But it was an absolutely insane move to see. You guys should look it up if you haven't seen what happened. But she was the first woman to ever pull it off. And I think this shows, like, it's, it's insane that no one has ever thought that a woman could pull this off. And this has gained so much traction and I think rightfully so it should because it, it like it's one of the first things to ever happen, someone to ever pull this move off. But it shows the disparity between men and women's sports and how much people think that uh, men are like more capable than women. Um, I'm not gonna go th in too much into that, but it was just overall an insane move for Simone Biles to pull this off in the return to competition at the US Classics. And I think she set herself up for a lot of success come the um, Olympics, and also I think the USA will take the gold again this year just because of how dominant she's been. Yeah, so I, like you said, it was really, really cool to see her land that pipe vault, and it has never been done before, like you said, by a woman in a gymnastics competition. I'm telling you this right now, she's going to win that competition. Like, yeah, I, I agree. That is insane but it really to be honest it doesn't surprise me that much Re the reason being it's simone biles like simone biles the best gymnastics person in history you could argue a lot of people, i wouldn't say in history but i would say in the world right now you wouldn't say in history no but i would say easily in the world right now well i would say in history she is the best one to ever do it and to see her pull this another record off is really inspiring to see and i know she's gonna have a great career now and i mean i already knew that but like that what just to see that her pull that off is insane to see i'm telling you that right now and if you haven't seen that video i extremely like i recommend it a lot yeah you should really definitely cool. check it out yeah but congratulations to her um obviously if you live in usa which we do 
you're going to be hoping for them in the Olympics, which Arsh and I are. So congratulations to Simone Biles, and hopefully a lot more success comes her way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily, and we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast.